direct conversation, some deep reactions, please. All this comics narrationating me. A little more talk, a lot less read. A little fight, baby, is what I need. Close the trade, open up your brains. Explain it to me. Explain it to me, baby. Explain it to me. Thank you, Vandello, and welcome once again, everyone, to Rec Conversations. My name is Josh Wasta, a.k.a. Fallout Fury, and with me, that's her in the corner, that's her in the spotlight, it's <laughs> Ms. Leia Cameron. <laughs> this is a, a very, very apt uh, choice of, of of lyrics for today. Yes, um. I, 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 it is. We are recording on Sunday, uh, which is... Uh, appropriate for this uh, because <laughs> we will be doing Joseph Michael Lister's Dawn. But before we get into all of that, uh, let's make sure to introduce our guest. Uh, Miss Dawn Baldwin is joining us once again. Mrs. Oh, yes. Dawn Baldwin. <laughs> That's uh, okay. That's okay. I, people make that mistake a lot and I don't correct them, so it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and Thank into- you very much for having me back, by the way. I'm glad I didn't burn the bridge while I was standing on it. Oh, kind not of at all. Not at all. We had a great time the first time around. Yes, um, we're, we're going to have a great time this time around, too. I have a feeling. <laughs> it's, it's It should be good. And, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I looked at your channel on YouTube, and, like, my episode had, like, 26 views the last time I looked. I'm only responsible for about half of that, so I think that's a pretty, pretty solid following for that episode. Woo-hoo! <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't track our YouTube as as much as I track like obviously our podcast downloads, but I should get back on there every once in a while and see what's going on with it. I just like <laughs> opened it as another avenue and like it took me a day of learning how to automatically send your podcast episodes to YouTube. And so every once in a while I'm even surprised that I have a YouTube channel <laughs> for each of our because it comes up because of course I'm subscribed to it and I spend like an hour a day like browsing youtube and every once in a while i'm like oh hey that's an episode of a show i did so they'll, <laughs> they'll be there You're, after i was i there <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you're like wait i don't remember that one i'm gonna have to yeah. listen again <laughs> and also uh auditing today is uh with her her uh faithful companion artemis the 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 pupper uh, mm-hmm. is the Baronessa, Miss Jennifer Howland. Jennifer, thank you for joining us. Ah, yes, uh, it's such an honor. <laughs> it's such greatness. Because, like, I feel like I've missed that experience, and so this is great. I'm I'm loving this. Excellent, excellent. She's mostly here to make smart-ass comments while she, like, scrolls on her phone. That's what I do <laughs> <Yeah>. in life. <laughs> that's, my, that's, what I, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, there, I was going to say, are like, definitely, uh, there are definitely quite a bit of smart-ass comments to be made about this particular book, so yes. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> and that's obviously why I'm so honored. <laughs> so let's talk, right. let's talk about the background of this book a little bit. This is uh, Joseph Michael Lindster's Dawn. This is the second uh, graphic novel that came out um it's called the story is called lucifer's halo it is widely regarded as the most popular of the dawn stories um it's very very religious um joseph michael lister is famous for doing very gorgeous detailed art but he takes for goddamn ever to put out an issue uh so this was six issues they were released between 1995 and 1997 um oh, yeah it'll be a wild takes, ride yeah <laughs> The the next one after this was actually called, I want to say it was called New Return of the Goddess. 
started in 99, didn't end until something like 2005, 2006, and it was only. So, I mean, this is an artist that takes a long time. So, as we've discussed before on this show, sometimes it's difficult to explain a comic without getting into the art uh, or, or looking at the art, because we are a video podcast. Um, <laughs> but just know that, that, that this is a gorgeous comic. Um, it has a special place for me because I did discover it in 1997 when it came out in graphic novel form and I was 18 years uh, old. Porn. <laughs> porn. <laughs> I, I was in fact Sorry, I didn't mean old. to say that out loud. <laughs> Dawn does walk around in, in as, as Leia said uh, before we started recording, uh, lingerie. Like 100% uh, of the time. 100%. As I am known to do um, all the time. <laughs> Everybody wants to see that. It's like, whoo, I can't get enough. <laughs> uh, okay, one of her outfits is a white t-shirt. And- yes, but. That I but, assume yes. has like, you know, car wash vibes to it, right? Yes. Yes. 100%. <laughs> or, like, or, don't even or. know that and still know that. <laughs> think, think of, do you remember the, the there was a series of, uh, photographs. There was a photographer who used a model named Baruch and painted things on the model, the nude model, oh. to camouflage her into the background. That's yes. what I'm imagining. Yeah. <laughs> so she, does she have a yeah, t-shirt painted on her? Oh, it's not a t-shirt. It is oh. basically a white teddy that probably is a thong and low-rise <laughs> jeans. So yeah, the top yeah. Very of, late the, of the hip, yes, the top of the hip is about a good six to eight inches above the waistband. Everything oh about the art styling in this book is classic cliche, what you should never do when you're doing art. Um, like <laughs> up to and including the the very cliche, like 90, 80s, 90s, you know, comic book pose where somehow the tits and the ass are both facing the viewer at every given moment. <laughs> I will I will say it is very very 90s and I am glad I'm being checked by having three women on the podcast (laughs) who are probably gonna be much worse than you there isn't a moment there isn't a single moment that a woman is on a panel where her nipples aren't hard enough to cut glass through whatever she happens (laughs) to be wearing at the time whether that's armor or a piece of lace Okay, but like, does she use them as weapons? Because that's one thing. You you would think that she would, um, but, but, no. but strangely, no. Strangely, Damn, lost no. opportunity. Get on that. Yeah. Yes. No, no um, women actually fight in this comic. Yes, this is true. All the fighting oh. is done by the main person, Darren, and uh, in angels and demons, pretty much. Um, but let's get into it. Oh, can um, I can I interject real quick? Always. So I had mentioned, because um, I posted on uh, your wonderful Facebook page for, I think it was Graphically Novel's Facebook page, about the lovely spread that y'all created to do recording recently. And oh. I, since I had just started binge listening from the beginning, um, where your episodes were like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, so the I good old know. days. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. Um, but as I was listening to the episode about Lucifer, which is a show that I loved for the first couple of seasons, and like they lost me at the the dance scene um, <laughs> forever, lost me at the dance scene. Um, and you mentioned this, I probably this comic because you mentioned Lucifer's Halo yes. in that podcast about Lucifer. So that like I was like, oh, 
that's about to happen. And I just heard about it. And that was literally from like almost three years ago. So I thought that was pretty cool. Weird like anecdote. I said, this, this <laughs> has a special place in my heart. I understand the problematic parts of it. Um, but hopefully we will come away with a, with a, the message instead of the, uh, you know, way that women are represented. And, and I will say the, the for the nineties, there is some very problematic, but very forward thinking in a weird way. Uh, things that we'll discuss. So, good time. Uh, so, for those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, um, how you landed on this episode, I'm amazed. But you <laughs> apparently know about Don and Joseph Michael Lisner. So, welcome. Or uh, it's the 26 views. The other video I did not. You know. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Or you're here. Or you're here to listen to Don. Uh, you know, uh, pontificate. Um, <laughs> So I am the presenting uh, professor, and in fact, for this religious experience, I'll even I'll even say that I am the preacher, uh, <laughs> pre preacher Sorry. Jay, uh, and so I will be explaining the plot um, and uh, page by page of Joseph Michael Linsner's Dawn Lucifer's Halo. Um, at any point, as the guest, uh, Miss, Miss Mrs. Baldwin, because uh, I <laughs> cannot just say the word Dawn over and over and over again. Well, yeah, because um, now you're going to be picturing my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> In a contact case next to your bed. Yes. Well, you got to take them off every night. Otherwise, they just get in the way. Yeah, Especially yeah. if you just wear lingerie all the time. Right. Right. You know? It's true. Um, it's an aesthetic. Lip right open. <laughs> Although I think in this case, the goddess Dawn doesn't have nipples because she's a goddess. She probably doesn't have a belly button either. Well, we don't need those. Because she's a goddess. <laughs> she's still nurturing. <laughs> what are you? Okay, I'm not even going to open that door. <laughs> okay. Uh, at any point, Mrs. Baldwin can pull the emergency brake on the show, ask any question, make any comment that you would like. Uh, at that point, if it is a question or uh, or something that needs a response, it is uh, Preacher L's uh, responsibility as the backup preacher to uh, <laughs> respond. Uh, if she doesn't know the answer, she can throw it back to me. Or since we have the Baroness of Miss Jennifer Howland here today, uh, we can throw it to her. And Jen will just make up whatever she wants and it's canon. Yes. yes. What I live for. <laughs> <laughs> Really just kind of a distilled version of our relationship right there. <laughs> That's how you build foundations that last. That's right. It's like you know us. <laughs> I feel weird about, you know, that I kind of do listen, especially binge listening to these podcasts. Like, I, Well, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I did cringe a little bit when you said that you had binge listened to the show, especially starting at the beginning. Yeah, the beginning. Was, is oh God, rough. it's great. Yeah, there's a there's a reason that I in season two. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I also just cannot get any Vandello out of my head either. Like, oh, they're uh, so bad. So yep. their entire album is available on Spotify, and their new album, their actual LP, will be coming out by the end of the year. And they will have a new version of our theme song on their album. Yep. Oh, yay! Crazy. Yeah. Well, okay, our, I, I say our, the graphically novel one, not the Rec Conversations one, since the yeah, Rec Conversations one is a, yeah. One is an original, one I wrote parody lyrics for, and they were gracious <laughs> enough to do for us. <laughs> but anyway, enough, uh, enough dilly-dallying. Uh, so this is a six issue series. However, there is a prologue. And so we will start with the prologue and we meet Dawn in the beginning. 
Uh, she is an attractive redheaded woman who wears revealing clothing. Uh, something to know is that she always has her hair down in front of her right eye. You can only see her left eye. Uh, and at the beginning here, uh, her her eye is clear. That will make more sense. There is nothing. Um, everything in this book is poetry and interpretation. So we'll kind of do the best we can. There's a lot of um, metaphor, a lot of conversations no person would actually have. Um <laughs> That's a weird way to start it off. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. all it's all kind of in riddles and in in uh, things that are always alluding to other things, and it kind of depends on your interpretation to see what they're talking about. So oh. I will do the best I can. I've written all of my notes, but it will be clear that this is my interpretation. Um, very rarely will I do direct quotes unless needed, um, because there are certain things that are important in the context so Fair. um don approaches a a god uh for lack of a better term and asks see heaven and hell and what lies beyond uh we're not in, in, immediately introduced to the figure um the figure is off panel but the figure tells her all things come at a price and she will stay with him she says no uh she won't stay with him because she doesn't love him and he says then he must touch her and she asks his name and he says i am love i am god i am drama uh, we learn that Dawn is a young goddess who knows of the world, but seeks to know more. So she sought out the horned god, and the exchange above occurred. He then said his name, Cernunos, uh, um, and he says he will love her like no other. He has died a thousand deaths, and every time he thought only of her. He shows her what she wishes, heaven and hell and the spirit of man, and in that the pain of the knowledge of all of those things manifests in three silvery tears drop from her left eye and kind of stay there like a tattoo um she also as a consequence of this develops chains that wrap around her left arm and thorned roses that wrap around her and that is the prologue what and somebody cue the tale as old as time right <laughs> wow okay intense uh so we start with our 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 main uh protagonist his name is darian ashoka and he's awakened, awakened by his best friend, Janus Goldbaum, and uh, he's been having a dream. And he describes his dream to Janus, and he says, there was a girl, Janus was there, and there was an annoying blonde kid. Um, Janus is immediately, like, the best friend character that takes nothing seriously. She's like, oh, an <laughs> annoying blonde kid, so you met your inner child. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, he's such a dick. It's great. But he's like the, the, I'm here for you, you know, no matter what, but I'm your dick friend, you know? Sure, like you I, can reel it in when necessary, but otherwise you're getting all the sarcasm that I can produce. Right, that's, that's his Solid. love language, pretty like, much. He just, yeah. he just lives to give this guy a hard time. Yeah. Uh, Darian explains that in the dream he was falling, and, it, and while he was falling, he was hit with the realization that while the world tells them that he needs to stand tall, be strong, and be a man, if he found a woman he could truly trust, he would just crawl in her lap and bawl his eyes out. Which is a weird thing to say, no matter what. That is, is just guys being dudes. Perfectly normal shit. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure, yeah, crawling in her lap. Yeah, I'm sure that's where we're going. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. and But like I said, some things are weirdly progressive for the 90s because this was the very beginning of fighting uh, uh, toxic masculinity. That's or true. at least identifying it. So... Yeah, it struck me as weird. Um, 
like dudes don't cry what are you talking about well (laughs) yes in a comic that's very 90s it was just a very odd you know who who amongst us has not just woken up and told our best dude that uh if he found a woman he could trust he would just crawl in her lap and cry that's true (laughs) it's it's very yeah this is this is we're you know barely into this story but this is the first signal that this is like a product of its time yeah Uh they're like we're gonna start off this way (laughs) right lay the groundwork (laughs) so darian and janus go uh they leave their apartment and go to the saturday night Times square free for all which is a bunch of people going every saturday night to Times square in new york fighting with melee weapons uh killing people and then looting all the bodies again perfectly normal perfectly healthy um unclear as to when this was set either like it's everybody's kind of walking around in like sort of old-timey looking clothes but they're also in the future i, I mean just... and this as a chicago one this is why we don't trust new yorkers because this is the kind of <laughs> shit they do on a weekend like what <laughs> bro do you even so gun great. Uh, <laughs> right if you can't kill somebody with a sword doing a somersault in the air like who are you right so darian actually does remark that it still sounds nuts like that they do this and janus actually says well it's no nuttier than paying income tax and sales tax and no nuttier than a gold watch at 65 it's mean, a solid point though <laughs> that, that one had that had staying power i gotta say <laughs> 65 uh, yeah that, that was the right? thing that hit me Except i was like that, 65. that didn't have staying power that's like 95 now yeah. right? the fuck is retiring at 65 <laughs> the fuck is retiring right yeah, exactly exactly they're like laying the gold watch on your grave now they're like uh thanks for all your work then they take it back then they take it back yeah, yeah they just do that say, for the ceremony they don't even do that anymore yeah no they don't well nobody stays at jobs anyway that's also far. that yes uh so they, they, go they don't and, give us a reason to stay <laughs> <laughs> they go in the, and get into the fight so they're sword fighting in the middle of Times square with like thousands of people um when in the middle of the fight darian spots dawn like off to the side next to a building so he fights his way through the crowd and follows her up a staircase to the top of a building where she greets him by name and they embrace and kiss um he asks how she knew his name and she says he is darian ashoka slayer of demons and murderer of angels she has known him through lives he has forgotten and before he dies he will rape queens and make love to whores normal perfectly normal thing to say and like how loving and what a great setup for a wonderful future together and like you don't even know this person and and you just make an hour with them you greet them with a kiss so you do (laughs) it's just the it's just you know the mid-murder break yeah yeah be like oh you know what this killing is making me horny i gotta go find this like what the hell is going on you also you also my dear really missed an opportunity in your vows by saying that i would rape queens make love to whores it's true they could have been implicit i i don't need to share everything i am with everyone <laughs> <laughs> oh something tells me that's gonna be edited out <laughs> nope <laughs> nope uh so they sleep together uh as you do. <laughs> wait yeah. what like yes. on the rooftop or whatever yes there <laughs> is suddenly like an apartment 
Like, so there's a vet that they end up at? I mean, no. better that than in the middle of all the sword fighting. There's enough sword fighting going on. Just, yeah, in the middle of Times sure. Square. Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, it fast forwards to them, you know, waking up in bed and they've slept together. And she gets out of bed and, like, picks up his sword and starts asking about it. And he said it belonged to his father. Um, and she she remarks, oh, yeah, being an American and a New Yorker, you would be lost without the sins of your father. Uh, <laughs> like yeah, I said, okay. not conversations anybody would have. Yeah. Uh, weird. Uh, I'm, I feel like I should tally these weird anecdotal conversations. <laughs> uh, she asks if he believes in heaven and he says he doesn't go to church. She says that's not the same thing. I was even um, going to say that's not the same thing. Apparently, we're the same person. This is great. <laughs> I was like, that wasn't the question, but okay. He then asks her if she believes in heaven, and she just responds with, we've met. Uh, she tells him he should go to the cathedral in the east, which is a giant church that is so tall you can't see the top. It's basically like a, like a column, a spire. Um, he will learn something of the nature of heaven there. Uh, he finally asks her name, and she quotes Shakespeare, uh, it says, what's in a name, uh, a rose by any other name, and, and he goes to finish it, and she changes the last part to, would still prick you with its thorn. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is my policy as a fellow Don as well, so I, I can get behind that. <laughs> uh, she says her name is Don, but also tells him to remember that any object, be it broken heart or broken sword, only has as much meaning as you give it. Uh, wow, insightful. And then she calls him back to bed. She was uh, like, that's enough talky talky. Yeah. <laughs> uh he wakes up and she's gone. Uh and he goes to find Janus, who is in the middle of Times Square looting all of the corpses, because it's morning now and the fight's <laughs> over. So now you get your, your ill-gotten gains. This is um, like pre-Fortnite Fortnite. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> I mean I, I'm getting. <laughs> As a, as a longtime gamer, I do appreciate that this is basically like Diablo, uh, but yeah. kept to a certain area and then loot, you know. <laughs> uh, so he finds Janus uh, and he tells him he's going to leave New York and go to the cathedral. Uh, Janus tells him he'll be back by next Saturday. Um, and he's like, okay, well, bye. And so he goes to leave <laughs> in like a hat and cloak and armor with his father's sword. And he's confronted by a woman named Adele, who is apparently dating, except she cheated on him, um, with the butcher's son. Um, wow. He for it, Basically, she's like, oh, you still haven't forgiven me for that whole thing? And he's like, I'm leaving New York. Uh, but you know what? I forgive you. Uh, you know, it, it's not a thing. And she says he'll be back. Um, <laughs> he out, out of town, he kind of sets up a little, like, campfire. Um, and he's approached by, like, a drifter who asks for food. And Darian offers him an apple because he—that's all he has—is a bunch of apples. And the drifter's like, "Oh, I don't really want an apple. You don't have anything else." And uh, <laughs> well, yeah. And so he asked the drifter asked Darian if he's going to the cathedral to find heaven. And when Darian says he is, the man laughs and says, "This close to New York, all you'll find is hell," and walks away. <laughs> Mood though. <laughs> yeah, can, can confirm. Been to New York a handful of times. Can confirm. Uh. Darian gets to the cathedral and there's like a mile long line of people waiting to get in. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, but it is. <laughs> he, sur 
He surmises there must be an easier way in and kind of starts to walk around the building. And he sees an old man sitting on the ground and asks him if there's a way into the building other than the line. The man says no. And Darian's like, wow, that's a really long line. And the, the old man's like, yep, haven't seen it move in a while either. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the old man says, but, you know, you don't have to wait in line to get to heaven. He is basically sitting next to the building next to where the, the sea um, is. And he's just waiting for the tide to come in. And he says, it'll be the tide of a new dawn and I'll be whisked away to heaven. Um, Darian gives the old man his cloak and hat um, and begins to just climb the side of the cathedral looking for an open window. Um, <laughs> like everybody else is just in line for donuts or something. Right. Right. Like, I'm just going to climb the, I'm just going to get in the window. So as Darian climbs, he kind of uh, is flooded with like various memories. He thinks about when he caught Adele cheating on him and their fight. And she basically was like, yeah, so you caught me. Don't you care? And he's like, I guess I really don't. Uh, he thinks about his relationship with Janus and like how close they are. And then he thinks about Dawn for a while. And basically it's just kind of, you know, he only really has one memory of Dawn. So he thinks back to that. <laughs> well, I mean, seems like it was quite the night. So <laughs> yes, well, and it was like five hours ago. <laughs> like, Man, I climbed all the way up this cathedral and I can't stop thinking about my one night stand. <laughs> okay well you gotta keep you know you gotta keep going somehow so whatever Fine, your I motivation guess. is like is that uh is that how is that how love works right that's right you know hello obviously they're just like really enthralled with their lingerie <laughs> all of this can be explained by just saying that this dude is obviously in his 20s yes he clearly is, is true early 20s He's like, well, my girlfriend cheated on me, but man, did I get laid last night. It was great. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the <laughs> expectation that his girlfriend, his girlfriend cheated on him and that's bad, but he, he banged a random broad he met during a giant murder spree in Times Square whose name he didn't even know is A-OK. <laughs> and she said, hey, you should go find religion. It's that way. And he was like, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Good idea. I had no other plans. <laughs> it was like, it's like you're not gonna go to college or get a job or anything it's like let's go find religion i hear it's around the corner somewhere <laughs> just hiding waiting to be discovered this is probably how that uh that xxi uh cult got started <laughs> right oh my god and here i thought religion was supposed to come to you I mean, if Allison Mack told, you know, had a one night stand with me and told me to drive in my early 20s and told me to climb a tower. maybe It was a solid correction there, my friend. Solid correction. <laughs> Course correction. In my 20s. <laughs> in my 20s. Yes. yes. Uh, so he keeps climbing until he's pretty high up and sits on a ledge eating his last apple because he kind of like tries to peek in some windows and they're all stained glass so he can't see shit. None of them are open. Um, so as he's sitting on the ledge looking over like this sea um he can see the the opposite shore in new york um he has kind of a conversation with dawn as if she's there like she appears behind him but he doesn't look directly at her so we're given the impression that she's there but not there um he's not looking at her but her ass he is not <laughs> remarkably that's how you know that she's not actually there <laughs> oh <laughs> Uh, he says he's lost, and she says if he's lost, then he must have a home. Um, 
he says uh, he met a woman and based on that left to seek something uh, else. And that was pretty childish. Uh, she responds that he's looking for something important to him. So how is that childish? Uh, this whole conversation is broken up by guards uh, for the church that appear on the ledge and want him to surrender because he's not allowed to climb the church. <laughs> they look like deranged Knights Templar. They do, oh. yes. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> and like, how big is this ledge? <laughs> like, uh, what you would... guards out there too? Yes, what you would think about is a ledge, probably like maybe a foot, foot and a half. Yeah. Deep. Yeah. It's going to, you know, do wonders for like a takeover. Right. Be able to snatch that kid right up. <laughs> uh, so he fights them uh, because they want yeah. him to throw his sword off of the ledge. And he's like, this is my father's sword. Plus um, it's going to hit that old guy down there. Right. right. Dangerous. God. Have right. Thank you. Safety, you know. Killing people in Times Square, okay. Throwing your sword off a building to kill some random dude, not okay. <laughs> so he fights them until they basically outnumber him. Uh, and then uh, he jumps off of the ledge and into the sea below. Um, the tide has come in. Uh, so, <laughs> he, he does, <laughs> so he does land in water. Um, he washes up on the opposite shore and sees that his in the fall his father's sword was broken. Um he also here finds the corpse of the old man uh, who is washed across the sea into the opposite. Please tell me that's not why the sword's broken. <laughs> no. <laughs> he sticks the hilt of the sword above the corpse like a grave marker and tells the old man he hopes he found his heaven. And that is the end of issue one. Hmm. Uh, I don't know what to make of that yet. Darian... Don't worry, it doesn't get any clearer from here. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just going to be confused this whole time. That's okay. I'm <laughs> done for it. <laughs> that was certainly my experience in the 90s. <laughs> Darian is walking back to New York in the dark, counting the reasons he shouldn't go back to New York. He's on reason 111, and the reason is that his friends are not his friends. <laughs> wow. I mean, once you get up that high. <laughs> I, too, experienced friend drama in the 90s. Yeah, and, that was a and thing. in the 2000s and in the 2010s. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Seems to be an ongoing kind of thing. Uh, as he walks, he comes across an angel and a demon fighting. The uh, <laughs> demon wins, takes the angel's halo, and screams into the night that Lucifer is not the only demon with a halo. Yeah. Woo! Wow. That's like a nuh uh. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in heaven, Dawn has an appointment to speak with God. Uh, he meets her at the gate, and she's like, oh, so can I come in? And he's like, no, all things in due time. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> leaves leaves to walk the walls of heaven with Dawn. Um, so God is an attractive blonde-haired man in armor adorned with chains. Um, they walk around the walls of heaven and see some graffiti, which reads, it was more fun in hell. Uh, God gets angry and is like, goddamn demons. Uh... <laughs> So, but he very quickly gets over it and, and uh, talks to Dawn about what he has asked her he, uh, he's a favor. Um, since she's a neutral party, he would like her to go to hell and get back the halo that he gifted to Lucifer was an angel. Um, it was also a gift from when they were together, um, and he would like it back. Uh, Dawn inquires why they broke up, and God recounts how Lucifer loved him so much that he refused to love man more even though God demanded that he love uh, man more than he loved him. Um, so his rebellion turned to thorns, which are beautiful, but are uh, roses, which are beautiful, but have thorns that prick. 
God is so about. wait. Yep. I have to pull this emergency break. So now, okay, I I don't know anything about what I assume this is some form of Catholicism. Um, I thought that Lucifer was like one of God's children or something like that. But they're lovers. Is that so? It depends. Like, how on high what, am I right now? What is happening? It, it depends on 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 what uh, interpretation you follow. But like, I it, I am of the understanding uh, that. Uh, lucifer was the most beloved of the angels and this comic has taken that to mean that they are lovers okay okay just making sure i was hearing that right so yeah i can go i can get on board with that yeah uh, and and that's the way that i uh, that i'm interpreting it too it's 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 how you interpret the term beloved um or most favored or yeah um it's it's kind of it's definitely a spin on um not just Catholicism, because this is Old Testament. <laughs> yeah, uh, easy. So. and I like, but the spitefulness is still there. Go give oh, me yeah, my yes. crown. Yes, this is <laughs> this is very much uh, put in the in the framework of this was a breakup. This was a uh, a romance that broke up because God. I want my CDs back, you asshole. Yes, <laughs> give me my money back. Give me my money back, you bitch, <laughs> and don't forget my black T-shirt. <laughs> <Just> exactly. <laughs> um so um god is about order about chains that are heavy when necessary and rebellion must be dealt with lucifer pricked him so he gave lucifer hell um he asked that the halo be returned to him or destroyed um because the halo is a gateway between heaven and hell and that gateway must be closed um don does agree to do it only because god had the good sense to ask a woman for help which so, I think in 1995 is a Tori Amos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if yeah. that were the case, honestly. Yeah, that would make sense. So she then sets off for hell, uh, which she gets to quickly. And in hell, Lucifer meets her at the gates and invites her in, and she refuses, saying all things in good time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Lucifer looks exactly like God. But instead of chains, he's adorned in rose vines um, over his armor. Um, and he agree- greets Dawn as Gaia, Isis, Mary, and Kali. Um, he greets her as the goddess of birth and rebirth and the bride of death. And then he asks, what fruit came from such a marriage? And she said, oh, the spirit of man. And he asks how Junior is. And she says, a little lost, but on the right path. What uh, is happening? <laughs> It's a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is I don't know. There's there's it's like high school. There's too many people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are definitely are you just vibe. not are you just not high enough? Is maybe, maybe yeah maybe that's yes. I can I can on can, can confirm that I'm not high enough for this book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as they're walking the walls of hell, there is graffiti on the walls of hell that says "Heaven lies within." Uh, <laughs> Lucifer basically just looks at it and is like, "God, demons are so naive." Uh, and then he asks Don why she's come, and she said she was sent uh, by God for his halo. Um, Lucifer kind of goes into his side of the whole story, um, which is pretty much the same, that he loved God, uh, so much, and, uh, God sent him away, um, and he despises man for that, he blames man, um, 
Typical so white guy. <laughs> he then he then goes into uh, what a piece of work is a man, how noble in reason, how infinite in its faculties, in form and moving, how express and admirable, in action, how like an angel, in apprehension, how like a god, the beauty of the world, the paragon of animals, and yet to me, what is this quintessence of dust? Man delights, not me. Um, to which Dawn is like, bravo, and she, and, and uh, she says, I appreciate drama. I'm surprised you didn't go for Milton. Uh, to which <laughs> Lucifer is like, please. Um, she identifies the first quote as from uh, Hermina Barana and the second from Othello, to which Lucifer loses his fucking mind on her and starts screaming at her and saying it was from Macbeth. And, wow. he, and he calls her a message from God mocking him that she is a grotesque and withered whore. Mm. Um he gives her the halo and says god always gets what he wants he wants this back that's fine um he'll stay in his farewell gift of hell but how long until god wants that back as well um and as he he walks away from dawn his form changes to that of like a winged monstrosity leaving dawn alone um wow every part of that scene reads like lucifer is an english major oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm just confirm. gonna throw that out there. And <laughs> confirm. Uh, How dare you conflate those wonderful masterpieces? <laughs> Get out! Like, ooh, okay. So while Dawn is is there before she leaves the walls of hell, she notices that there's a spray can, uh, a spray paint can there. So she writes, "I love New York with the heart as a yin yang symbol on the walls of hell." Yes. Yes. We're not even halfway through, and I'm really sick of New York. Like already, <laughs> uh, and a, in this, a... New York isn't even the leading lady at this point. Like right. New York is just where things are happening, and we're still like, can we get over it already? Yeah, <laughs> my heart, New York. Why is it? Why is it a union, though? I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's probably to be deep. You know, like the heaven and hell together are one. Uh, like, it, oh, it, she's a hippie. Okay, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's the 90s right <laughs> there you go see instead of it's comics now it's going to be it's the 90s <laughs> it's it's important to note too that the the artist did a cover for a gary newman album and uh, <laughs> featuring featuring this character featuring dawn and if you know anything at all about gary newman this absolutely tracks with how this book goes so i was actually listening to that album this morning were you? Uh, and discussing it with Jen because this was Gary Newman's album Sacrifice that was released in the UK as Sacrifice. It was actually released as Dawn in the United States with Linsner's art and the songs all have to do with this character. Yep, yep, yeah. And and it shows. What? <laughs> that, and I is think that, that like just intense fandom or i i say that as somebody who actually i enjoy gary newman's work but it's a lot like the context of this it's a lot like the 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 dialogue and stuff in this book like his lyrics are very similar yes my version of this was tori amos one thousand yeah, percent yeah. i mean <laughs> if you look at the lyrics you're like what the ever fuck are you talking about <laughs> It's well, like, it's just like in this... a cursory look, there's like a title. One of the tracks is "Love and Napalm," unless I like hit the wrong thing. But what? <laughs> no, that seems about right. Yeah. Um, 
no it's it, it, this this book reads as if somebody had heard a bunch of gary newman's albums and decided to make it into a comic book <laughs> yeah that's fair that's fair oh <laughs> So I'm going to read. That's like the opposite of a soundtrack. That's like. <laughs> <laughs> it actually, while listening to, because I listened to it while I was writing the notes and reading, and it does go very, very well with this comic. It pairs like a fine line. Oh sure. Um, Easy. I'm going to read the first part of the third issue, and then I'm going to break for all three of you to make all the comments that I know you're going to make. <laughs> so Darren is Darian is talking to a pair. He's in a bar back in New York, and is talking to a pair of blonde twins. Who are charity and faith he asks what the difference is charity says uh charity gives without investment but faith demands an investment but rewards generously darian asks where hope went and they respond she went to la to which he responds yuck <laughs> Alrighty. i mean you know can't yeah i can agree with the yuck at least uh, they mentioned another city that's cool <laughs> hope went to la only to be murdered immediately crossing. Yes, yeah. she was known to everyone as the Black Dahlia. Right. <laughs> <laughs> See, in here, I thought she went to like pursue her acting career or something. Well, she probably. Well, did, that's what but... the Black Dahlia was doing. Oh, okay, that works. <laughs> yeah. There is no hope in LA. Right. <laughs> there really exactly. just isn't. But I mean, is there any in New York City either? It seems to be the case that this is not, but no. In the year of major, our Lord 2022, is there, is there any anywhere? Yeah, this is like, also true. Major, also major spreading. coastal cities got nothing going on. <laughs> really don't, except for, I don't know, death and despair. <laughs> Different comic book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're covering that next season. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> So as as Darian's talking to Charity and Faith, he looks over their shoulders and notices Janus and Adele are both here and they're together and in the bar. Um, and they look like they are together together. Um, he makes it he makes his excuses and slips out the bar's back door. And while he's walking down the street, he runs into the drifter who says, hey, do you have any of those apples? Uh, <laughs> I changed my mind. I've been waiting for you. Yeah. Darian, Darian says, he who hesitates is lost. And the drifter's like, oh, okay. Well, did you make it into heaven? And Darian says, yeah, I did, but I didn't like the view, so I left. <laughs> the drifter calls him a piece of work. And Darian says, what a piece of work is, man. And as he walks down the street alone, he finishes the quote. And Dawn appears uh, in, in the t-shirt jeans uh the onesie <laughs> in jeans it's a it's a, basically it's a a thong bodysuit like a high cut thong bodysuit right very very popular uh around the time that this was this was drawn um <laughs> but but definitely um barely there like the, the it's cut high so that all of her hip is exposed but the jeans only come up to just above the pubic hair so yeah. like no i would say i would say just above the big bone and there's yeah. probably yeah she, she doesn't have nipples so probably. yeah that's true it's true <laughs> they come together i guess <laughs> it's a package deal so so yeah it's not like your standard white t-shirt and jeans it's um yeah. it's something it's a it's a master class in physics is what it is because i don't know how it's attached to a body yeah well yeah other than glue or tape right yeah right. so don't think 
Courtney Cox in Born in the USA video <laughs> with Bruce Springsteen, white t-shirt and jeans. Don't think that this is something entirely. You said, you said Courtney like Cox, a... and for some reason I thought of Courtney Love, and I don't want that image in my head anymore. Well, that's your own fault. Too late. <laughs> so uh, she appears after he's done with the quote and asks what he was quoting, and he says it's a quote from Hamlet. And she asked if he's sure it wasn't from Othello. And he says, no, Hamlet's the only Shakespeare he ever learned. And Dawn starts laughing uproariously. And basically for the rest of this conversation, she's like, she's like, Lucifer, fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, oh my God. She's just happy to be like, yeah, that guy. She's like, I was wrong too, but he was wrong. <laughs> yes, he, well, was, he was like emphatic in his wrongness. So she trusts this dude and his knowledge of Shakespeare, okay. Yeah. But not Lucifer. <laughs> well, yep. not like, hey, check it out. You know, you're a deity, figure it out, or a goddess, or- <laughs> Read a book. Yeah, she's just running Read around- Read a book, a right? Book. Read a fucking book. <laughs> Educate yourself, lady. Educate yourself. Don't trust oh, them, she's like, I'm just you? gonna keep asking dudes until I get the answer right? I want, and then, and then I'm happy. Which sometimes I can relate to. <laughs> I'm going to ask around, and as soon as somebody gives me the answer I want, I'm good to go. Like, I don't have to ask anymore. I, I yes, I agree with you. <laughs> you there, random man, let me quote Shakespeare at you. Now, what play was that from? <laughs> right? Exactly. Please mansplain it to me so that I can understand it better. I don't know. If you're seeking it out, I don't know that it's mansplaining. It's more like man Googling. Man Googling. <laughs> oh, God, I she's out there like man Googling. I'm feeling lucky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh darian catches don up on his journey thus far and says since he met her he's seen angels and demons uh and she basically says it's a strange and wonderful world if he opens himself up to it and he's like but no i know it's real i know what i've seen is real and she says all things happen at once this is the only world there is no other okay like pause again what the fuck is with her hallmark quotes this is just how she talks throughout the entirety of the like she should go work at hallmark <laughs> <laughs> there's just so much of like just i don't know very random uh thoughtful and thought-provoking statements <laughs> yeah this is like i feel like every time i just open a card and that's what she says and I'm yeah it's, it, it works a lot better like conceptually you know again if you visualize this as just being a song that somebody decided to draw <laughs> oh, finally very, i get to see the song <laughs> a very very 90s song that someone decided to draw <laughs> Oh you will gosh. rape queens and make love to whores. Happy Father's yes. Day, Dad. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> if, if, that isn't, if, that isn't, if that isn't a direct Gary Newman quote, I don't know what is. Oh, my God. And, like, do they have a separate section for those cards at Target? Or are they you could be like mixed in with the rest? So you could, like, be in the fifth birthdays, and you're like, oh, not that one, though. Well, they have them in two sections. They have them in the section where it just says it in nice calligraphy, and then they have it in the music <laughs> section where you open the card and Gary Newman actually Wait. sings. <laughs> oh, this is this is actually a really solid entrepreneurial idea. Like we could we could sell this. I think yeah. you know a very I, specific and, audience, but <laughs> and as I think about it, the 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 queens and whores phrase, I would put more of a Tom Waits 
to that <laughs> that gravel voice. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you will rape queens and make love to horse. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> All right. Uh, so she asks. She says, while you were on your way to meet me, uh, when you saw me in Times Square, you killed a man on your way to me. Can you ask, or can you remember what his face looked like? And he's like, what does that have to do with anything? And then she says that the next angel he meets, ask it if it, it knows his name. And he's like, yeah, I'll do that. Uh, and then he leans in and, and uh, like doesn't kiss her, but they're discussing her tear marks that are under her eye. And he reaches for her face and with his thumb, he's able to wipe them away. Um, she says he's the only one that can do that. And he's the only one who can make her cry. And he says he will never make her cry. And she says, oh, Darian, you're only a child, but aren't we all? Uh, a child that she just had sex with, but okay. Uh, she, then that door. Him, she then tells him <laughs> she has a gift for him. And gives him a Frank Sinatra uh, album like cover uh, with Lucifer's Halo in it. <laughs> I have it, like no instead earth- of the album. Yeah, I yes. I, I have no earthly idea what that is supposed to mean at all. It was a just a nice carrying case. <laughs> like I had to put it somewhere. What am I going to do? Right. Like wear it as a bracelet? <laughs> Which is interesting that you say that because he gets rid of the album cover and basically hangs the halo from his belt for the rest of the fucking story. Yeah. Oh my god. Like what how's okay. Nobody's yep. going to see it or take it or are you going to use it as a are you just like that cool that you're like I got to hang this. It's like the new belt yes. buckle is just loose you- for halo. Have you ever seen Xena? Pretty much like her. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Her her murder like arrow beer or whatever she has. <laughs> or it's like Wonder Woman's lasso of truth or something. Yes, like that. Yes. I'm just gonna just hang it there. It. Yep. See, this is where the '90s utility belts came in ha- really handy. Hang <laughs> <laughs> your halo on it. Shocked he doesn't have a fanny pack, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he doesn't have his father's sword anymore. So. <laughs> That is true. That is true. I wonder if he hangs this halo on the corner of a four-post bed. <laughs> oh, God damn points, it. Points, points to <laughs> And thank you, everybody. Great show. Have a good well, one. this has been the last episode of Red Conversations. We're just going to end it mid, midpoint. There's more discussion of halos later in the book. <laughs> yes we're gonna have to put him somewhere that's all i'm saying so as he pulls this halo like out of this album cover she disappears uh and an angel like flies down and basically demands calls darian by name and demands that he give him the halo and is like don't fight me just give me the halo it doesn't belong to you like and he's like no it's a gift and he's like okay well you, she had no right to give it to you just give me the halo um and when he refuses the angel's like listen demons are going to come for it and there's no guarantee that there will be any angels around to protect you when they do um so darian says well i've seen what happens to angels and i'll take my chances um they have a scuffle and darian kills the angel somehow (laughs) like with the halo no like with his with his offhand and i stared at this i i like looked at it (laughs) four times today because 
His father's sword's gone. He's made no indication that he has, like, a knife or anything. And his hand, clenched fist, kind of hits the angel, but, like, like in a stabbing motion. But it hits angel armor. So I'm not sure exactly how the angel dies, but the angel dies. Yeah. He got one of those, like, Statue of Liberty tourist souvenirs while he was in New York. And he's like, that's just stab. And he runs away. It just kind of looks like he sort of half-ass punches him in the stomach, but that like kills him somehow. That's not a very strong demon that I'm thinking. I believe this or is angel oppor- or this whatever. Is good, this is a good opportunity that since we have uh, Jennifer here, she can make up exactly how the angel died. Yes. So <laughs> it's like no pressure. <laughs> His hands are killed. Oh. Okay. Step one. Step two oh, no. is. He has been to one of the Vietnamese nail salons, and they have very long... Ah, uh, yes, concealed weapons. <laughs> that don't break on angel armor. That's right. And three, his name. <laughs> wow. wow. Don't drive around the Chicagoland area, then. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you asked. Nope. Nobody's allowed to go to Four Corners anymore, because you can't say that name. <laughs> <laughs> That's just an area-specific joke. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I, get, I, I understood that reference. <laughs> you did understand that reference. <laughs> so as Darian uh, stands over the dead angel, a horde of demons approach, uh, and they try to jump him, and Darian fights and kills all of them. Uh, they are what you would expect demons to kind of look like, except a couple of them. Like, there's one that's, like, got the body of... Like, almost like a wiener dog, but with three infant heads. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so every it's time like that cut... scary three-headed dog, but in reverse? Oh, oh, across the side of the body, though. The hell? <laughs> yeah, it's really weird looking. I don't know how to describe it better than that, really. <laughs> yeah. And, like, as he chops the head off, another one will just come up. So he has to, like, ginsu the shit out of all of them, like, oh. multiple times. Um, but while he he kills them all... And then when he's standing there alone, Dawn's words come back to him. Slayer of demons, murderer of angels, you will rape queens and make love to whores. Come, let us adore you. Wow, so he's like, well, I got step one and step two done. <laughs> Is it time for step three yet? Or am I, am I ready for that phase? Did I level up yet? Instructions or just suggestions? <laughs> right? <laughs> so he starts like, walking towards... Walking? <laughs> he starts walking towards queens. Uh... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's the end I don't of know issue. how you're going to manage that. That's going to be really weird. That's like an entire area, but you know, good luck with that. That is the end of issue three. We are halfway through this book. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I I understand completely. I I also understand like that. Yeah, it, there's there's a lot going on here. We're only halfway done. This is I yeah continue so from rooftop from a rooftop demons are watching darian walk the streets uh the demon is wearing uh the angel's armor and carrying its sword with lucifer's halo on its belt the demons uh attack and darian dispatches most of them the leader has stayed back and basically is like no i just want to talk uh (laughs) and the leader says that he knew the angel that uh darian had killed named michael uh but before the war, they were friends. Um, Darian charges and slashes the demon who's like, no, don't, I just want to talk. <laughs> uh, he slashes the demon so that, like the demon is slowly dying. And as the demon dies, 
It says, when it was a child, its mother told it that it was ugly. And now, as it's dying, all it can remember of its... That's all that it can remember of its mother. And hell is a place of brutal honesty. Um, the next 30 seconds, I'm going to say there's a trigger warning. So go ahead and fast forward it if you don't like... Uh, well, if you are sensitive to stories on animal cruelty. Oh, because yes. this demon... That How do I fast about... forward? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's not gonna be enough. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Thanks for the trigger. The demon talks about being young and seeing a kitten with a leash, and he hung <gasps> the kitten from a tree no. on impulse. But when he looked the kitten in the eyes, it realized it couldn't kill it because it was so innocent. So he took it down and hugged it. But while he was hugging it, the kitten scratched it deeply. And in that moment, the demon realized nothing was innocent. So it bashed the kitten's skull in with a rock. Oh, <gasps> okay. As like a bona fide cat lady that is hated. yeah yeah certainly yeah. a choice <laughs> could have gone a, a different way but okay yeah darian basically like jams the sword into the demon's body and starts taking off michael's armor like to maybe just leave it there when it's he's knocked out by an angel that comes up there's like three of them that come out of nowhere um darian comes to just in time and kills them all three of them uh one of them by beating it to death with his hand uh he immediately gets up walks to the nearest bar walks in looks at the bartender and orders a bottle and says i just killed an angel with my bare hands for somebody who just got laid this guy has a lot of insult energy <laughs> i have like what about that that i'll probably go over at the end yes <laughs> there's only one other person at this bar and that is Janus. Uh, so Janus <laughs> looks over and they reunite. And Janus tells Darian uh, that he hooked up with Adele and she cheated on him. And he'd never guessed with who. And Darian's like, with the butcher's son. And he's like, yeah! <laughs> How did you possibly know that? <laughs> um, but while they're talking, Janus sees the halo on Darian's belt and reaches for it. And is like, hey, let me see that. By instinct, Darian pushes him away and off of his bar stool which instantly pisses Janus off to the point that he says, you're going to die, and attacks Darian, demanding the halo. Um, Darian lays him flat and walks out of the bar. Yeah. yeah. Very weird flex. Indeed. Again, Literally. plus, you know, when you think about it in the context of it being on your four-post bed, it gives it a whole different spin. Very strange. Hands well, off my wallet circle, okay? <laughs> This all seems to take place in a weekend, and he did have a one-night stand. Mm -hmm. Very true. So, uh, he's, Darian's walking down the street, and he's basically just looking at the halo. And, like, the way that it is drawn, you can tell. Like, he hates what this halo has brought into his life. Um, and as he's watch, walking, uh, we see that Dawn is watching him, from, and that is the end of his Creepy. Um, at the beginning of issue five, Darian is awoken the same way four times. Uh, in the first... It's a mother figure waking him up for school. In the second, it's a superhero figure waking up to go fight crime. In the third, it's a mask of comedy, he's tragedy, waking him up to realize his destiny and face death. And in the last, which is the real, um, he reacts in the same way each time. He screams, no, I don't want to. <laughs> uh, but in the last, it's Adele waking him up and he screams, no, and like, slices out with his sword and hits the wall right next to Adele. Dang. 
and she responds by telling him that there's too much violence in his life. Uh, she's come back because she cares about him, and Neil meant nothing to her. When he asked who Neil is, she said, I mean, Scott, Scott, the butcher's son. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, you go, girl, for not being able to keep track. More power to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they just, there is a lot of slut shaming of this character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they, they discuss their relationship, and she says she can change him, and he says, I don't think you can. Which, to which she's like, oh, okay, well, I guess, goodbye then. Uh, no, she says, <laughs> goodbye, Joseph. And then she goes, I mean, Darian. <laughs> goodbye, Darian. <laughs> Uh, that's like when you meet somebody and use the wrong name on purpose because you want to you know sh- assert your dominance and show your power right like oh nice There's to meet also you some like gross gendered <laughs> shit in here too about how like you're a woman so you naturally want peace but i'm a man and i crave rage and destruction like it's okay buddy sure it's true. right yes. like not I, everything I left all vengeance. that <laughs> So while she's walking away, a demon comes out of the shadows, grabs Adele, and basically demands Lucifer's halo for her life. Um, Darian fights the demon, and while Darian does kill the demon, the demon kills Adele. Um, (laughs) Darian calls to the sky and basically says, that's it, I'm ready. Uh, To which, uh, like, a legion of angels appear on one side, and a legion of demons appear on the other side of it. Each of them are calling on Darian to join their side. Darian, the big battle breaks out. Darian is fighting both sides. But as he keeps fighting, <laughs> he becomes Cernunus, the, the horn god. Um, oh, shit. Transformation. Once he has killed all of the angels and all of the demons, he kind of appears in this white space before, before dawn. Um, Darian demands to know what's going on with no riddles. His life has been hell since she gifted him the halo. Uh, Don responds with, hey, you didn't have to take it, um, <laughs> which makes Darian so mad, he threatens to kill her, grabs her by the shoulders, and violently shake, shakes her, demanding she tell him the truth. Um, he kind of realizes what he's just done and lets her go, like, with this shocked look on his face, and as she stares at him, one, then two, then three tears appear under her left eye in the tattoo, and she repeats, only you. Uh, she reveals to him that he is the horned god. He's the reincarnation of the god of death. She has died a thousand times each time she thought of him. Uh, and that is the end of issue five. The beginning of issue six, Darian and Don are in bed. Yeah, you know. Oh my god, what is with it? Like, I feel like I'm starting to have hallucinations and delusions. (laughs) Like, this is, there is so much jumping that I'm like, did I imagine that you said that? Or did you actually say that? We have a super funny story about that when we're done with this that Leia and I have. Uh, While she's laying in bed and like asleep, he moves the hair out from in front of her her right eye and is shocked to find that she has two eyes. (laughs) Yeah, what what else you covering up? Like, obviously there's nothing there. It's Uh, like the nipples. (laughs) You you may recall that in the 90s, it was not common for girls to have two eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Just the one. Just the one. Just one. Uh, he tells her he's going to summon heaven and hell and end this and just, you know, see where it goes. Um, <laughs> he gets ready oh, to leave. That's going to be a disaster, but okay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> he goes to leave knowing it will be a long time before he sees Dawn again. She confirms that. And then they tell one another that they love the other. And he, um, he sees the drifter, 
wearing the hat <laughs> that he had given the old man. Um, and he's like, and, and the drifter's like, I didn't steal this hat. I found it next to the shore. <laughs> um, like, uh, okay, yeah, I'm sure. Right. Well, and then the the Darian's like, well, can I have the, can I trade you something for the hat? And the, the drifter's like, uh, I'll give it to you in exchange for that halo. Mm -hmm. And Darian actually considers it and then says, no, I can't do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so, so that, there goes the end of the insult vibes because there was actually like a little bit of compassion there. Right. He then goes to the middle of Times Square, lifts his hand into the air, and summons heaven and hell. Uh, God and Lucifer appear on either side of. Him. How did you uh, know how to? How do you know how to summon? Wolverines. <laughs> okay, they asked and answered. <laughs> uh, God said that he makes made the halo, so it belongs to him. Lucifer says it was a gift, and God says, well, we all make mistakes. Uh, Lucifer asks why he can't be forgiven, and God said he's being punished, to which Lucifer responds, well, we all make mistakes. Uh, God says, enough talking, it's over, and Darian says he's right, that forgiveness is a form of trust, and trust is a form of faith. And without faith, you have nothing but a broken heart and a broken sword, and things only have the power you give them. So in between God and Lucifer... Darian smashes the halo on the ground, shattering it. Um, to wow. which these two heady queens, uh, <laughs> God looks at Lucifer and says, he broke your halo. To which Lucifer <laughs> says, I didn't want it anyway. <laughs> this, honestly, this entire scene, I like visualized playing out in the halls of our high school. Yes, yes. Like 110%. You literally <laughs> pick, pick any click, any group of folks, there's two people breaking up, making a fucking scene, and everybody's just standing there watching, and then somebody gets hurt or something gets broken, and then they're like pointing fingers at each other. <laughs> like 110%. That just played out in the hallway. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even like you. I did you a favor by going out with you. I didn't like even need that Trapper Keeper Brad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Seriously. Uh Take your starter jacket back. <laughs> so God tells Darian that tonight he will sleep the sleep of the just, and he and Lucifer disappear. Uh, Darian gra gathers the fragments Cryptic. of the ha halo, which have now turned into gold. Normal. Uh, wow. He runs like into gold the he can sell for something? <laughs> Get the grifter a new hat or something? Well, he does run into the drifter again, and he exchanges <laughs> the sword for his hat back. Oh, okay. He then goes to uh, the docks and books passage on a boat to Europa with the, the shards of the halo. Um, he and the sailor have a talk about their fathers, both of whom were sailors. Darian says his father wanted to be buried at sea, but was buried in Astoria. The sailor asks if Darian <laughs> cried, and Darian says he didn't. He thought he needed to stand tall and be a man. The sailor says he was the same way until 20 years later when it all came at once and he cried buckets. Even now, it's just there, under the surface. Uh, Derry goes to his cabin to get some sleep and looks out the porthole, uh, and they are passing the cathedral, which has fallen into the sea. Um, oh. He dreams of Don, who comes to him with white hair and hands him his father's sword. He asks if he's meant to break it, and she said, she says he must be true to himself. So that's when he says, I miss my father, and breaks the sword the same way he broke the halo. Um, he wakes up and goes to the deck of the ship, looking to the sky, and 
uh, basically saying, I miss you, Father, and starting to cry. And the last image is the ship on the sea, and in the horizon is the figure of dawn, white as the sky. What the hell? That yeah. is Lucifer's <clears throat> Halo. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, certainly a book. Um, I... I don't even, I'm just like, <laughs> my mouth is wide open. I'm just like, I, I have no words because... I... Well, they used them all for starters, like, damn, but... (laughs) I gotta be completely honest. I did not enjoy this at all. Um, I understand that there is a certain amount of nostalgia involved in this book. Sure, And I think maybe maybe it hit different for me because I I read it as a 42-year-old adult woman rather than, you know, a a 16-year-old young girl. Right. Um, but like everything in it just reminded me of like the very overblown dramatic nature of a certain type of dude in the 90s mm-hmm. um <laughs> there's, there's a there's like a, a photo of the author in the back and that really told me all i needed to know <laughs> about true. this book he looks like any guy you'd see at a, at a larp or in the back room of like a a, a gaming store or or whatever like he he definitely uh he looks like the epitome of the the 90s you know borderline incel you know ready to whip out his his magic the gathering cards at any opportunity and uh here's his book he drew with women full of women in scantily clad uh clothes who just cheat on him and lead him on all the time like oh my gosh it is i did not enjoy this book in any way shape or form i i'm i'm sorry to say it i wish that i i you know i gotta be honest this is painful i i no i i totally understand with the with the uh advantage oh of, of i just age. looked at the picture yes yeah. i see it uh-huh, there it is i had to look uh, that one up sorry i didn't mean so, to interrupt no no something that you should know um this is the original copy that, that I'm holding that I bought in 1997. I've had it ever since. I did not buy this in a comic book store. Can you guess where I bought this? Well, um, yes. Yep. Oh, uh, hot topic. Okay. Yeah. 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 I didn't go in there. That was too dark for me. Pop queen. Now I'm like, ooh, they have dildos in the back. No, I don't think that's hot topic. I think that's the other one. That's Spencer's. Spencer's. Spencer Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. They just have snarky buttons at hot topic. That's what I go yes. in for. Snarky buttons. Yes. I, I, I frequented there uh, very often, as I'm sure you probably remember, what with my <laughs> velvet dresses and PVC skirts and so on and so forth yes my fishnet when you were, and dog when colors you, <laughs> when you uh meredith hollywood and jr were here for the riverdale weekend we went to a hot topic yes yes specifically they did not just be, it did not used to just be filled with like spongebob funny spongebob shirts no, oh, no it was like the back wall was literally like the closest you could get to fetish gear without it being fetish mm-hmm. gear yes yeah and you're like, mom, seriously, it's just a necklace. <laughs> right. That's a choker with uh, a place for a leash. That's yeah. not just a necklace. Yeah. That is a, that's a normal thing for a 17-year-old to wear. God. Jeez. <laughs> Stop trying to stifle my self-expression. My my uh yeah, my senior photos uh tell a totally different story. Oh um, my god, I have my yearbook. <laughs> I gotta look now. <laughs> Don, you're gonna lose it. I'm in a dress and I'm wearing a dog collar, like a velvet medieval dress, and I'm trying to look <laughs> like I'm trying to look like the art in this book, basically. Let's see. Well, I look one way too. <laughs> I look like the pop queen I claim to be. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, I, I told 
told you. I told you. Sorry, I did not mean to scream to our earbud users, but wow. (laughs) Oh, I was literally just thinking about that photo the other day, and I was like, where were my parents? Why didn't they make me take a normal photo? (laughs) Well, you know, truthfully, just look at the rest of the page, and you'll find out that that's true for everybody. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, they, they, I, I remember we were uh, told that we could get you, we could bring one prop for our yearbook photo, right? Like, and that meant for like, for, for normal fucking kids, like, you know, if you played volleyball, you brought your volleyball and like, maybe you took like a set of photos in your volleyball uniform. Cause you were allowed like one, one change of clothes and one prop. You oh know? yeah. yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. and so, you know, or if you're on the football team, you brought maybe your, your, you know, helmet in your like a football and then you could pose with that or whatever um but I was not a normal child so I brought two different extremely goth slash fetish wear style dresses and a sword what oh my god you got through the building with a sword man times were different it was, then. It was the 90s it was like this little rapier like thing that that uh like couldn't hurt anybody with it it was very flimsy it was like some ceremonial thing I don't know my grandfather literally found it in a dumpster and gave it to me um <laughs> but like I thought Even it was the, the best stuff thing. in a dumpster though like yeah <laughs> like I just I just thought it was the coolest thing like it did not have sharp edges or anything like that but I was just like oh I'm so profoundly goth by carrying this around god like I am embarrassed <laughs> it's so great though it's so great to think about like how freaking different we really were i mean because it's not it's not like five years ago it still feels like five years ago it is not i know anyway sorry down memory lane yes also to give you an idea uh at dragon con uh from i don't remember i i can't find where the first one was i'm finding bits and pieces on live journal describing them uh, but there was a Dawn lookalike contest that ran for years. Yeah, uh, it's actually in the back of the book. Uh, ever since 1997, Atlanta's Fabulous Dragon Con has hosted a Dawn lookalike contest. Literally hundreds of women have brought Dawn to life at this point, and the contest only gets bigger every year. I have never heard of this in my life, my friends. Well, how much wow. stuff have you ever heard of from Dragon Con? It's a very specific community. Right. Like, I'm not big in the cosplay community, so it is very, you know it's a niche thing but yeah uh it ran until 2011 where it was just replaced by uh comic girls like contest <laughs> yeah it's it's so something we uh we hinted at this earlier when we talked about about how much this book jumps around and i mistakenly kind of screwed up leia's initial uh uh introduction to this book i had a digital file that i did not know was missing like every fifth page and neither oh. of us neither of us really figured it out because the book jumps around so much you're right. like yeah that tracks <laughs> right, I, no, figured... I, mean, I, read, I read through the entire thing and i was like this is the most incoherent book i've ever read <laughs> i got about halfway through and realized that it was missing something because i knew the book sure and like started to look back and i'm like oh shit <laughs> you're like so what had happened was <laughs> right yeah it, it it is definitely hard to follow at least verbally i don't know if, is it just as bad visually though <laughs> it really is at least in my opinion this is it was still a little difficult for me to tell what was going on um i personally do not think that the author is a good artist i think that all of his characters pretty much look the goddamn same the entire time so it's very difficult to tell the difference between 
uh, Darian, Satan, God, NPCs. Mm. Um, you know, they like, pretty much look the same. All the women pretty much look the same, except with different hair colors and slightly different skin tones. Mm. Um, so, like, yeah. it's, I, I, I just you know i was just like okay some blonde lantern jaw is talking to another blonde lantern jaw <laughs> okay you know like there were no distinguishing features between the two yeah i mean flipping through it right now the only person that comes off as distinct is janus yes and he looks like the character model uh, for him was based on uh slash from guns and roses yes but with a viking helmet instead of a with top a, hat. with a viking helmet yes instead of a top hat because they didn't want to literally like, type of, like like comic relief yeah what what little there is <laughs> yeah i don't know i was like well i don't know which comic part where the comic part was but relief anyway <laughs> i don't hate it i don't hate it's it so relief <laughs> but yeah right my i i think it's interesting it's very meta it seems very very metaphor heavy yes and very... i love metaphors i love metaphors but it was hard to track so i'd be curious to see like sitting with it and yeah, so yeah that and might it, give it, me a different perspective but it was just it's a lot and it's like very content heavy with like very little connection yes right. well and it, it's yeah it's so much of it is up to interpretation and again this is this is definitely one of those things that i'm like i like this this is i've had this forever but i totally understand <laughs> why in 2022 this is not okay does not um, land the same <laughs> right yeah. but it but it also did have a lot to do with my my early kind of interpretation of religion in general and you know my own uh kind of questions about what really is the difference that we're given between heaven and hell and a lot of those concepts you sure. know so which led down my merry little path to atheism so <laughs> yeah it definitely has a lot of very strictly christian concepts to it yeah. um like like know, poorly 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 drawn uh, not necessarily yeah, like actually physically drawn but like poorly right. drawn connections <laughs> right like there's a lot of um there's a lot of you know even the concept of heaven and hell is pretty strictly christian you know yeah. um you know we, we we jewish folks don't have hell that that's not mm -hmm. a thing um so like right away you kind of get the impression be like okay we're going to talk a, a, a lot about or we're going to we're going to pontificate a lot about like you know the nature of goodness and light and christ and mm -hmm. you know the evil of the devil and satan and whatever you know and it's very it's very it, it's in my opinion and again i apologize josh because no, i did not okay. enjoy this um it, it really was trying real hard to be profound and thought-provoking but just came off as to, like really dumb like you know that, that that very that very fake intellectual like oh yes i have some deep thoughts about the nature of judeo-christian heaven and hell and it's no you don't like there's broads with their nipples hanging out like okay whatever yeah. like, you know <laughs> how transgressive Ooh, you're making jesus angry like <laughs> you're not 80s madonna calm down okay right. you're not the community that much well i like the whole like there's literally a line outside of heaven and it's very god is a dj because there's like a line outside yes. of the club right yes yes yes, yes. Yes. As um, I think about it, I'm like, it's, it was filled with so many like strange, very nineties kind of influence. And it's really funny yes, as I sit and like much. absorb it. I'm like, kind of like each of these other things, like people are just standing outside the club waiting to get in. 
Yeah, and there's no <laughs> this line. guy's like fuck that line. I'm climbing up. I'm climbing. There's, going there's the back no door. line like, for hell either. Like there's no line for hell. right. Yeah, like well, there's no, a line for heaven, but there's no line for hell. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's it's telling that God will not let dawn into heaven, but Satan, but Lucifer is like, come on in, and yeah, so, right. You know, All yeah. are welcome yeah. here. Right. Um, you know, so we'll take yeah. literally anybody here. Um, <laughs> you don't have to pass a test, right? It's not like TSA for the fucking hell <laughs> to take off your shoes or anything. You'll be fine. Also, one of the one of the things that I will give this is in especially in this time period there was so little um queer representation basically anything so to frame the fall of lucifer in the context mm. of yeah. jealous love jealous gay lovers mm-hmm. you know it's, it's it's a step is it That's a hot. Yeah. great step no but, but yeah. it's a step it's something i would have found very profound again in, in 1997 at 17 years old i would have mm-hmm. been like wow this yeah. really like this is so unique a perspective and it's really deep and now again in the year mm. of our lord 2022 i'm like okay right. 25 <laughs> years later yes right yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're like yeah i know whatever <laughs> right and the idea of heaven as chains and hell as roses you know again it's a very late teens early 20s like mind blown kind of concept mm-hmm. but now yeah. it does not does not work so i'm glad this has been part of of my my experience you know <laughs> but it is definitely one of those things that goes into the vault and we all realize you know as we get older that certain things are toxic and this has i left a bunch out of this like yeah there's there's uh there's like really bad things intentionally left out or like not just stuff that you're like okay this is it's already kind of filled with these sort of uh side quests like let's just move on there's demons using an f slur that's not fuck oh uh there's there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of some of that stuff that yeah. again, 90s. The the treatment of women is also not the best. Yeah. Um in both in terms of the art and like how they're portrayed because the only woman that you see aside from Dawn is really that Estelle chick and she's just a she's just portrayed as like a dumb hoe who can't stop spreading her legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you know is is chronically unfaithful because she's bad. You know, it, it just, right. I don't know. It, it, I didn't like a lot of the way that, the, and that's really the only, I think that's really the only other woman that has anything to do with anything in this book. There's charity so, and faith, awesome. but oh, they yeah. are they are just there to flirt and and make double entendres. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have a philosophical conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't even know that it was that philosophical. I think it was no. more, we're going to take our names and talk about sex in a roundabout mm-hmm. way you know yeah <laughs> that's not philosophical i've been doing it wrong this whole time <laughs> no you actually have to penetrate next time you're feeling horny just go to times square in the middle of the murder brawl and find a random <laughs> dude to bone <laughs> precisely <laughs> and stay the night who does that <laughs> Like I'm sorry, well, she, I'm, I'm she didn't stay the time. night. She didn't stay the night. She oh, was okay. gone by morning. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> but you've got to find that. You've got to find the guy who has a rooftop. That somehow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I bet you can't find. Just like get an Uber to that. 
put that in as your destination. They're like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. You're like, I don't, I don't know. I read this book. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that was, uh, that was Lucifer's Halo. Time. That was, that was time. And that was words for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And one of the things I wanted to mention, this was an indie label named Sirius, S-I-R-I-U-S. I, as far as I know, this is the only thing that I've ever read out of that uh, that label. Um, so yes, also on top of everything else, it was a '90s indie comic, right? So. And that's that's Fair. really weird. During the '90s, a lot of people just let their freak flag fucking fly. <laughs> like, that's true. Yeah. That's true. As there a, was a lot of "Do you?" and that's a, that's it. Everybody, do you? <laughs> as I mentioned, I bought this comic at a hot topic. I probably bought it at the same time that I bought a Johnny the Homicidal Maniac uh, graphic novel. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, who was yeah. watching you? I was I was 18 in 1997. No super nobody was in charge of you. Somebody should have been in charge of me, but no. I bet you waited until you were 18. You're like, I'm by this fucking comic now. I think it came it came out in 97. The graphic novel all came out. I I did have a friend uh that was collecting it in single issues and was frustrated because it took five to six months for a new issue to come out. Wow. Well, we didn't have that much access to porn. We were still in Lime uh, LimeWire days. <laughs> oh, good I like I like the emphasis on that much access. Like there was still access, though. Like don't get me wrong, it was but it there. was weird, um, and it mostly looked like the book. <laughs> Listen, also, like also midnight dreams of Skinamax. <laughs> right. Also, in the late the 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 late teens you could look at a brick wall kind of cross your eyes a little bit and and see a naked <laughs> woman that you could masturbate to so. wow dudes are just just there was fascinating you, you forget about the 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 more common source uh which was torn up woods porn um, <laughs> i i never ever experienced torn up woods porn. i did never... i have no idea what that is what is okay. that okay so it used to be a thing uh and this is kind of apocryphal, but like it's it's one of those things where it's just kind of understood. So like when porn magazines were a thing, like less less videos, but like before pre-internet, basically, um, men who did not want to be caught with these magazines at home, usually not even men, but like teen boys or whatever, would like <laughs> bury them in like a secret spot in like their <gasps> the woods or whatever. And Dawn, no. I found some in that like uh, you remember that that weird area behind Meadowview. Uh-huh. Um, that was like fenced off, but you could get in under yeah. the fence. Uh-huh. I found some torn up woods porn in there no. once. And Dude, that's thought, the elementary school, you sick bastards. <laughs> well, and I thought I that the person who owned the property that those are pictures of like women that he had like murdered or something, because that was <gasps> well, the kind of yeah. kid that I was. Um and it's so, the kid like, you still are, Leia. <laughs> I mean that's true. Wow, it did start young. <laughs> but but I mean like that was it, 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 it's I know like several other people that have been like oh yeah I nice. found like some torn up woods porn that had just been you know buried or hidden out in the woods somewhere by some enterprising young man who's like this is where I'm going to keep my stash and then it just got damaged or destroyed by animals or whatever you know so you just somebody else found it and took it. 
Right. You you find like, like geocaching like... for porn. Right. Yes. Exactly. I have this I have this image in my head of like Tiny Toons Leia going and getting twine and sticks and starting to create grids to look for bodies. <laughs> I was very upset that nobody took me more seriously. I was like, guys, there's crimes going on in the woods. Thank you. I mean the crime yeah, the crime is maybe a little bit different than anticipated, right? but <laughs> You're still like, pants only, down in the woods. <laughs> I only found a quarter picture of something and it looked like half a butt. You know, this one might be in trouble. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, because like, how do you get a picture of a butt? Obviously you took it yourself. You didn't, there's no magazines for that. Right. You know? Especially as kids, we're so naive that we're like, how else would you find this picture of a butt? And they're like, oh, honey. Great example. I'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> so I, I never found woods porn. Like I didn't even know the concept of woods porn. Oh, know, a few years ago right but now. like a bunch of my guy friends are like yes absolutely but it probably would have done one of my friends good because his little sister who's four years younger than him did find his stash brought it oh. to her parents and asked why the lady had sand down there she <gasps> Oh no. Whoa. Yeah, I do remember that. Oh my God. And I so somebody have... told that story and everybody heard it and everybody started burying their shit in the woods. <laughs> and now it's on a podcast. <laughs> we know about your right. And you are not original. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, though. I didn't know that was a thing. Now yeah. I'm like, oh, I kind of want to search my backyard and find out how many stashes are back here. Like, cause I, we're not the first people to live here. So. Yeah. Well, it, but it'll only be 20 plus year old porn because, you know, mm. past that, like the modern version of it is, is hiding a folder within a folder within a folder within right. a folder. Right. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that is true. With the, with the advent of the internet, torn up woods porn, unfortunately is a dying breed, but you never know. <laughs> You never know what you'll find. I'm actually like, if I ever do metal detecting, that'll be really interesting. <laughs> and a metal box would be like, is it finally one with porn? Yes. It's going to be great. I'm telling you, geocaching for porn. That's yep. like untapped uh, arena there. Yeah. Nope. It's just a copy of Don with a, with a hot topic <laughs> receipt as a bookmark. <laughs> Like, does burying, burying it in the yard, I mean, I get the secrecy of it, but, like, does that also absolve you of your behaviors, or? I, I, <laughs> Is that, I like, a, if know. I bury it in the backyard, it's hiding, and it doesn't count? Like, <laughs> well, the other thing, the real. other thing, once I, I started talking about it more freely with, with my other male friends, one of the things I also found out about it was, that in some cases, it was communal. Yes. So yeah, it was, like, oh, sure, that would all be, the boys in thinking. the area would, like, steal their dad's like older magazines or things like that and then just take them to the same location leave them you know take a penny leave a penny right like a like yikes. a like, <laughs> like, oh, like, yikes. like one of those little free uh libraries that we we have yes. in the yards yes. oh my god i'm never going to be able to look at those little tiny birdhouse looking libraries and people again i'm going to be like i bet you there's porn in there <laughs> that is that honestly that's just plain clever but yeah that's really nasty though at the same time yeah it'd be like oh hey guys you know i put some new playboys in the hollow tree down by the creek you know like that <laughs> um, Which, again, oh my god that was so midwestern clever. yes <laughs> that was so midwestern <laughs> complete with crick Yep. The crick, yep. And do you know what in my mind's eye I had the cover of a Hardy Boys book? <laughs> the mystery oh of the missing God, the mystery. porn. 
Oh my god, I can see a babysitter club episode about that too. <laughs> right. <laughs> like babysit the kids while dad goes to look for his por- his woods porn. <laughs> Quest for the missing woods porn. It's an emergency. I need a babysitter now. It's like a crossover event. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, on that oh, note. <laughs> John, thank you so much for joining us once again for oh, almost. Yes. Thank you for having me. Almost two hours worth of just constant laughs. Yep. Uh, good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, let me see if I can see. Oh yes, tune in next time when uh, it'll be back to me explaining once again because we will be doing onslaught the X Men story uh, with our our good friend Jesse Latorno. Um, <laughs> Oh, more, more X-Men. Yay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I gotta say, I, I definitely preferred the Marvel too. So even though I'm new to this whole thing, I, yeah. Well, we'll do what we out. can to change your mind with this next storyline. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know which way to take that. <laughs> this is Professor X and Magneto fusing together to form a, a villain. Great. Yep. yep. Well, looking forward to reading that. But until then, <laughs> take it away, Vandello. A little wreck conversation, some deep reactions, please. All this comics narration ain't me. A little more talk, a lot less read. A little five babies is what I need. Close the trade, open up your brains. Explain it to me. Explain it to me, baby. Explain it to me. Explain it to me, baby. Explain it to me. Vendello 2021.